We got the win, baby. Shout out to all the great fans for showing up. Everyone coming out to the home opener. I've lost my voice from screaming. It was such a great atmosphere. I especially want to give a shout out to uh, it's a Barney good time on Instagram and his lovely family. They were super cool. They came up to me during the game One of these is them somewhere. I'll put it on here and then also to uh, To speak frankly Frank was a super cool kid. We were talking to him. He's applying to college right now. Best of luck Frank He's gonna be at one of the top colleges no matter what. He's a very smart kid. So best of luck to you He was a super cool dude. Shout out to the fault line always putting on a good show always creating that atmosphere It was absolutely sick also helped. I love that the earthquakes I don't, you might have been able to see it on the highlights when goals are scored or after the game, like the little smoke cannons. That was super cool. Fault line, drumming it up, DJ, everyone, Crystal, Dave, everyone chanting. It was absolutely awesome. Also, thank you to all the players and staff, whether it be security guards, coaching staff, players coming up to me and asking me directly how college was, why I'm back. That meant the world to me, and it just shows how great this family and community is here at SJ. As well as the GOAT, Tommy Thompson, coming up and saying hey to me. Usually they go around in a circle and they say to everyone individually, Tommy made a beeline to come and say what's up to me. Appreciate you, Goat. Appreciate it so much. <laughs> also, Luchi Gonzalez after the game, I yell, Luchi gang, Luchi gang, Luchi gang. I'm singing a song for him and immediately he just goes, crowds laughing, blah, 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 asking for a selfie. And he's walking away, he goes, thanks, Saz, I appreciate you. This is the first time I've ever met him. So the fact that he knows my name, I don't know if I should be super concerned or happy. I also asked him, was it Tommy that warned you about me? And silence, and I said the silence that was deafening or it spoke a lot. And uh, yeah, so that's super cool that they know me. <laughs> Don't know if it's for good or bad reasons though. Let's hope good. Paul Marie also was limping quite bad after the game. So I think Tanner Beeson will be sliding into that spot next game. Let's hope Paul Marie comes back quick. It was just maybe some soreness. But I assume Tanner Beeson, because based off, it looked like Tommy was trying to get subbed in at the end of the game, but then they put Tanner in and when Paul was first looking hurt. Tanner was the first one to come up. And I don't think Acapo has full game fitness yet, so I don't think they want to throw him in immediately. So possible Tanner Beeson start next week. Also, I'll be leaving a link in the description, but there's this really cool Spotify video or maybe SoundCloud, but it's a link. Yeah, SoundCloud, sorry. Of all the players saying their names and how to pronounce it. I think that's going to be really helpful, especially for me. I still need to watch it, but uh, yeah, I'll leave that in the link before. But now let's move on to... Paul Marie's still the area of attack. I feel like that's where they're going every time. Chakwasai was really well defended, even though I got stuff for Cabo. I think Paul Marie, it really sucked too because we were feeding Christian Espinoza and that was our only offense. So a lot of times Paul was being left in a 2v1 or Christian was coming back very late. Christian came back a lot of times though. Matt Man was a workhorse and that's part of the offensive problem too is we only went to Christian for the first half to like 60 minutes. Oh, and so that was clearly the game plan and the weak point, but I feel like once we opened up and we tried getting Kate more involved or even when Benji came on, that started to open up the offense and give us a lot more chances. But yeah, Paul Marie's side is the clear area of attack and it really shows on the first goal after a sloppy giveaway from Grezo and we'll get onto that. Uh, the back line was really good individually in their spots, but they weren't communicating, they weren't looking around saying, hey, my runner's late, oh, he's coming in. Grezo kind of leaves them. So still building that unity and learning how to work with each other is something we need to work on. But yeah, uh, Grezo gave a lot of ball away. Yeah, that was tough. Wasn't his best game. I thought he had good moments when he was good, but a lot of balls going away. And then it was his runner kind of running late. I don't know if Paul should have came over. It was, it was a really tough one. It's actually like Grezo does a lot of covering for Yule Montero, especially Yule. So it allows them to get more further up. 
but a lot of ball was given away. Team as a whole needs to find a way to get Cade going early. I get we need to pick and choose his moments, and he needs to pick and choose his moments as well. But I feel like it just takes so long to get him involved, and it's just so much he doesn't get get many touches in. And then his best attributes when he's running one v one. So yeah, let's find him for that. But there's times where he does those little dances. He did it during this game and got the shot off. Great save by the keep. But it's very rare. And then we were playing, trying to tuck him in early and we kept going to Espinosa. So I get overloading the numbers. But then that whole left side was open and we could have switched it, opened up the play. And once we started doing that, that opened up and broadened our attack for us. And but then by that time, Benji started to come in. So trying to find Cade wide. And Cade did, credit to him, he did move wide. And maybe that was a coaching decision as well. And that's when I feel it started to open more. I'm just trying to find Cade Cal and get him going early. Uh, the last ones, the midfielders look gas. I Montero, like, I saw him looking for subs, 80 of minute. He had to keep going. It sucks. Will Nico Jakaris, how will he be able to apply once he's back from injury? Judson, Judson, whenever he comes back from injury, how will he be able to apply? Baltizamo, he's a new sign. He looked quick in the last one, but as he connects with the team, how can he help us? Jack Skane, I'd like to see how can we get some more midfielders involved? Because midfield three right now is phenomenal, and they're doing amazing, but they, are, it look, they already look more tired. It looks like they need subs. These guys that are playing full... Uh, games last year and now we're doing a much higher pressing and we're running much harder and I know it's hard to leave under when we were on um, Almeida system and the man marking system but this is a different type of fitness so it's wondering if we could get some depth from our midfield subs clearly we have the back line subs we're working with and then we have a good front line rotation we're working with but we have mostly Benji and then I don't know what happens if the other two get injured but we have a good little system going let's see if we can get those midfield three some help now for the positives it's a win baby a win feels great. It's so good to get a comeback win after we just had a comeback loss too. At home, good to support the fans that were supporting us. Good for the team around. And show we had fight. Show we had character to come down, especially from something silly. And then we weren't really getting it going. We were only getting it off crosses. And then to come back and get two really good goals, that's great for team morale. Passing and build-up play in these two games have looked phenomenal. Able to stay calm under pressure, especially in the back, and able to pass it around, move, look for the switch. That's what I love the most, the switch. We weren't doing that in the final third as much, but in the midfield and the back line, finding one error, passing around, seeing that all their defense collapses over to either the right or left side, and then finding it over there. And then we have fast wingers, so going off and sending it there. That was really good. And staying calm under pressure. At times we give it away, like the goal of Grisgo is what it is. It's going to happen. No one's perfect. But it's looking great under Lucci Ball. And you can just see with the tactics, even from last week, they're really developing a system and culture, and the players are learning a lot. Even talking to Jackson Ewell after the game, he's like, yeah, we're learning a lot. There's a lot of new things. Coaching staff has been great. So that's amazing to see. One of my biggest pet peeves, especially with American soccer, is that we go down the line and we just cross it and pray. I love going down the middle and trying to find attacks through there, but crossing is great. Now we did get pretty much all our attacks from crossing this game. However, every cross had a purpose. It had a man's name on it. Someone was going towards it. And every once in a while we played the negative ball. If we do cross it, I love it if we play the negative ball more. But the crosses looked so good. It was our best chance of the game. We could have had like four or five goals. And then it was amazing. Of course, it leads to the dynamic duo from last year, Miro and Chabo. The best two from last year, arguably offensively, was in Christian Espinosa as well. But that dynamic duo, what I've deemed him from last year, they strike again. Miro gets the ball out wide, crosses in Jabo, and a crazy header in the top corner to level it in the 70th minute. Daniel had some big saves at the end of the game, little reaction saves. But my biggest thing with him, time management. Going up to get the ball, slowly coming down, slowly falling to his knees, slowly looking at him, looking at good time wasting, knowing when to take his six and not have to do a counterattack every single time just because the space is there. Realizing the situation of the game and just that game IQ, running out the ball, making sure it's late. Oh, it was very, very smart from Daniel and I really appreciate that. 
Espinosa, the main man, everything we're going to him, his work ethic, I can't be understated enough. There's a reason he's a DP. There's a reason we signed him. We, we love Espinosa here. And again, I love this week, I love that we were defensive when we had the lead and we're looking to hold on to it, but we weren't inviting as much pressure. We were clearing it up. We weren't being silly. And then we pushed up. I would have liked a little bit more holding or a little bit more of the corner, a little bit this or that, but you know, it can't be perfect. Uh, but I liked that we were playing defensive and smart, but we weren't just inviting a million shots in like we did last week to allow for those goals and chances. So well done on the squad to adjust one week after we made that mistake or whatever you want to call it, adjusting to our game plan to make us better. Jackson, you! The captain looks like he's flying. The tactics in Gareza are obviously helping with that, but he's just able to float through the midfield, look across, create chances. On the first, on the second goal to Acapo, you can see a giant build of play, and he's just floating around, moving spaces, checking his shoulders. And then I think he plays the original ball from the midfield into the 18 yard box. If you were at the game and you were over my section, all you kept hearing was shoot, shoot. Because like five guys pass it in the box before it eventually finds his way to Acapo, and then smashes it home, and it was a sick goal. Both goals were great. Now for the unsung moment of the game. This goes back to Daniel, just the game management. It was phenomenal. I really like his way of knowing when to waste time, when to hold on to it, when to talk to the ref, just those little things, especially when it's in the added time. Very smart from Daniel and I appreciate that. And now for the unsung hero of the match. This goes to Jackson Neal, the captain, like I said, was just flying, moving around, picking up those little pieces, did a lot of great passes to get the ball forward, switching the play, that was the biggest one for me. Being in that space when the ball wasn't near him and looking for that next play, it was really great from the captain, and this is the Jackson Neal we like to see him. That's why I've been wanting to play him attacking mid further up the field, and now we have the ability to do that because he's able to create for us. Let's move on to some fan questions. El Velazquez starts with, no questions, just vibes. <laughs> Suddenly, SJ Smash asks, First impressions of the new signings. Uh, they've been great. I haven't really got to see too much of Baldizimo and some of the new homegrowns. Um, the backline guys have been phenomenal. Trauco has been mwah, great. Acapa looked very good in the game. The goal was obviously great. Grezgo had a struggle of a game this game, but I can see what he's offering in the space. Um, so making sure that it's more consistent and that he's not too lackadaisical just because it's the MLS now and now. Wins the Liga, but you can see the qualities there. It's, it's whatever. It wasn't terrible. Like, I, I like it. I'm like it. Good, and it's just also now blending the back line together so that they're a unit, especially with Grace going to the defensive mid, to hold that spot in front of them. So knowing how to work off each other, communicate with each other, that's what we need to build. Because right now, individually, I'm seeing a lot of things I like. Hey, this is me in the future uh, editing the video. We got one more question from my boy, Abram. Uh, it's hashtag ask Aftershock first impression to Lucci Ball. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I love that there's a tactical change. I said in last week's episode, the first, it just looks like they're adding so much more to the game. And it looks like they just have so many tactics as far as, okay, now we're going to play our offensive ball. Now we're going to play our defensive ball. Like when it switched to the 4-5-1, even though that's what Manus conceded last week. It's really cool to see how we have all these different tags. And again, we have a purpose. The crosses look like they have numbers going towards them. They're supposed to run in a specific pattern. And I want to see how more we can integrate it with some of the subs. They did it immediately in the first week. And I saw a bit in this week. But I, like I said, with some of the other questions, uh, looking for those midfielders. But I like what he's been saying in press conferences. I like the culture he's building. I like that we had a winning comeback mentality. So, and obviously we lost the lead in the first game. So trying to combine all that. But overall, I'm really liking it so far. But you gotta give him about seven, eight games. Maybe even more. But I'd say that minimum before we really see what Luchi Ball is about. Ben Remez has when he'd be on the podcast. Uh, for you, all of you that don't know, this is a future champ in the making. This is the esports player for uh, uh, San Jose Earthquake. Absolute baller. Super cool dude, dude. Whatever you want. 
whenever you want. Just hit me up. You got my number. Just text me. All right. Strictly Football 21. Hey, if you want to interview with Ben, uh, leave a comment down below and leave some questions you want to ask him about being in esports, FIFA, or just his life in general. He's a super cool dude. Follow him on uh, Instagram too, Ben Remez. That's R-E-M-E-Z, by the way. All right. Strictly Football asks, what are some key takeaways from the Whitecaps game? Uh, adapting from last game, I think that was really good. Uh, I, I saw concerns about the midfield. Um, our crosses are really good and our set pieces, our set pieces are really good. We're finding heads and we're like, we're doing it with a purpose and not just crossing it because we think it'll be good or it'll be dangerous when we have 12 people. A lot of purpose with everything we're doing. That's, that's my biggest takeaway actually. Yeah. Purpose with our movements and things. Just got to fine tune some things and work together. Remember it was a short preseason because Lucci came late, even though he was working late hours before he officially was with us. And then we're getting new guys trying to blend everything together and we're still going to need some new pieces, but I'm liking it a lot. All right, Michael B. Passer, I saw Michael. So I, I saw Michael at the game, too. That was good to see you. Um, who's impressed the most, at least in the first two games? Uh, I'm just going to do the most. I don't want to do least because I'm uh, still getting to know everyone. Uh, most, Trauco. That, yeah, that phenomenal first game. Nothing got by him. I'm surprised he got subbed this game. Um, but, yeah, I think he's impressed me the most. Um Others I expected to be good or do this. I didn't really know anything about him, and he's been a rock. And we've had a few different, like, oh, he's going to be our next right back. Oh, he's going to be our next left back. And we see how it goes. So he's been very, very good for me. Now for the question everyone wants to know. It's a football life ask for me. David J. Mays, Ivan Lahr, and Chris went all in know. It's about the goalkeeper situation. And I think it's super obvious. I think that this is what they wanted with Daniel. I love JT. I think he did phenomenal last year. I don't think we needed a new goalkeeper. I thought he was doing phenomenal. Had the most saves in the league for a while. I think ended like third or fourth in most saves. That's what a few times that everyone does. Had great team chemistry. Knows how to communicate with everyone. Did a great job. Has phenomenal 1v1 saves on an endless amount of uh, goals last year or what could have been goals. But I guess Daniel plays more with his feet. Um, I know Matt Bersano last year was better with his feet than JT. That was one of his like quirks, not to say. JT's bad at his feet. I think Daniel is just something more Lucy want and more for Lucy ball. So I think that's probably why they're edging Daniel. I I, I love JT. I didn't think we needed a new goalkeeper. I thought we could have built Emmy. Um, I guess he'll go to Quake soon and build some more. Um, it's a it's a phenomenal backup option. Uh, but I think that's the only reason Daniel's edging out for me. I haven't got to really see Daniel. He had a good quick save. Um, 80th minute. It was like off a corner. And about it was tired of going in the corner and he saved it. And then time management was great from him. And obviously he'll speak Portuguese, which is better for the back line in Spanish. Um, but that's tough. It's so tough. It's such a tough. I see why so many people are asking. It's such a tough situation. Um, and then finally, Matthew R. Patrick Sexton asks, is Tommy Thompson the greatest Quake player of all time? No. He's just the GOAT! The greatest player of all time. 